Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. So when I think of the word leader, I think of somebody that has a really big personality or somebody that's loud or somebody that speaks authoritatively or that thrives being in positions of power. And for a long time, I couldn't reconcile the fact that I felt that God was calling me to be in positions of leadership, but that I didn't really meet that mold. I'm not really, I don't have like a huge personality that people are drawn to. I don't really thrive being in positions of power. And I just, I don't seek those opportunities out. So I wondered why on earth is God putting me in positions of leadership when I don't fit that mold? And here's the thing that I started to learn. God has a different idea of leadership than the world has. Let's look at the life of Jesus. Jesus was not a loud and in-your-face kind of person, but his words had depth and meaning and intentionality. Jesus did not have this big, huge personality, but people flocked to him by the thousands. And Jesus didn't flaunt his authority over people, but he spoke with authority because God gave that to him. There will be people in your life that tell you you do not belong in positions of leadership for one reason or another. Maybe because you're not big enough, or you're not old enough, or you're not bold enough, or you're not man enough. But God's idea of leadership is different than the world's idea of leadership. And we see that through Jesus. God is not calling you to fit the mold that the world has of leadership. He's calling you to be faithful in the positions of influence that he has placed you. And he's the one that will qualify you for those. I've had people my whole life tell me that I don't belong in certain positions I don't have a seat at certain tables, or I don't belong on certain stages for one reason or another. And I kind of feel like I'm in good company because people said the same thing to Jesus. So when we look at our lives in the positions of leadership that God is calling us into, we can remember that his idea of leadership is different than the world's. And it's not about us becoming somebody that we're not or trying to fill shoes that we were never meant to fill. It's about us being faithful in the positions that he has given us, in us building kingdom influence for the sake of his glory and for our joy and being exactly who he created us to be. That is leadership. I had been married just a few months less than one year when my husband got called out from church for a homicide, and I was really curious about what he did. And so uh, he left, and uh, I said, what's it going to be like? And he said, people are going to be dead. I said, okay. And uh, I was so curious that I went home, and I changed clothes, and I put on my sunglasses, and I went to the crime scene in my sunglasses, in my different clothes, in my notebook like the journalists had, and I stood in the back because I was pretty sure my husband wouldn't know I was there. I knew the moment he saw me because he looked at me with a very unhappy look. 
And after he was done with his business, he said, babe, I'm going to get in a lot of trouble. What are you doing here? And I said, I, I've just never been to a crime scene. And he goes, well, when we get it, everything uh, taken care of, I'll take you back there. Don't ever do this again. And I realized something, that when we want to be leaders, sometimes we put on disguises that don't really work for us. We think we need leadershipy clothes and really cool big Bibles. And we think we need something really awesome to say. And, you know, that's not it at all. I think that if we look at the example in Scripture, it's not like that at all. We don't have to be important. We're not always going to get to be the ones that shine. Sometimes we're going to be the, the person cleaning up after the horses at the end of the parade, and that's fine. That's leadership. What I really wanted to think about was, if you could just put it in one phrase, what would leadership be? Well, Mother Teresa said, don't look for big things. There aren't any big things. There's only small things done with great love. Jesus put it a different way. Jesus said... The first will be last, and last will be first. So some days, all you need is just your regular clothes, not your fancy clothes. You just leave everything right where you are, and you go, and you pick up your bucket of water, and you go wash feet, and that's leadership. He was the first and perhaps the best leader that I've ever met. Happened to also be my grandpa. Friends called him Hutch. When he was in the military, they called him the human crane because he was ridiculously strong. Had all these crazy feats of things that he had done. Physically, he was an imposing guy. Even though he didn't talk a lot, even though he was pretty quiet, even though he was pretty reserved, that's who he was. My grandpa had a crazy past. He drove a tank across Europe in World War II. And his armored division was the first Americans to liberate the Nazi concentration camp at Dachau. And it left him angry, and it left him bitter, and it left him frustrated. And he came back to the States, and he was an angry, angry dude. And he met this little lady named Mabel Reimer that happened to become his wife. And she introduced him to Jesus, and everything changed. So this ratty, broken-down Bible that I hold in my hand is my grandpa's first Bible. It was a Christmas gift for her, from her to him on Christmas morning, 1950. And there's a passage of scripture from Philippians chapter 2 that I want to read for you. And uh, I had decided that before I picked this Bible off my shelf. I keep this Bible in my office as a reminder of where I come from and the impact that my grandpa had on my life. And when I opened it to Philippians 2, I smiled because he'd actually bracketed this. There's not a lot of markings in this Bible. This happened to be one of the spots. It's the King James Version, so it's kind of old, so bear with me. It's not necessarily English that we use on a daily basis, but it says this. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion and as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even death on the cross." Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow on things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So I have two questions for you. When you think about how you want to define leadership, question number one is this. Do you want to be a leader that opens doors? Or a leader that climbs ladders? And the second question is this. Do you want to be a leader that's about longevity? Or a leader that leaves a legacy? 
See, I think most of what we're told is it's about climbing the rungs, it's about becoming greater, it's about our own personal success. But what I think Jesus' example was, what I think we're called to do, and what kind of leadership I want to follow, is somebody who actually opens doors for other people, that makes the people around them better. That it's not just simply their own personal success, it's about the success of everybody. Longevity is about protection, about how much power can I grab, how long can I be in control, how intimidating can I be so that people will leave me alone. But I think a legacy says that something's going to be about my leadership in such a way that people will still talk about it years and years from now, not because I'm a fantastic person, but because I made them a better person. Two weeks ago was marked 16 years since my grandpa died, and I'm still talking about him. Because he left a legacy, because he changed the course of my family's history, not because he was a fantastic dude, not because he relied on his own strength, but because he pointed us to Jesus. Because he did something to open doors for us so that we could be better people. Without him, I don't know that I stand here right now. Without him, I don't know that I have much that I would pass on to my own family, my own kids. So my challenge is simply this. Against everything culture says about success for yourself and be the best person you can be and get yours and make your name known. Maybe we ought to open a few more doors and be a little bit more concerned about a legacy, about what people would say about us if they were still talking about us years from now. Because it wouldn't actually be them talking about us. It'd be us talking about Jesus. Do you hear anyone say, you're a good leader when you're just plain awesome? Now, on this stage tonight, did you hear that you're a good leader when you're super successful and have all this money and have power over a bunch of people? No. On this stage tonight, did you hear that you're a good leader when you do it all on your own? No. What'd you hear? I want to hear you. You can talk. It's okay. I hear Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I love, we're talking about David, and David wasn't a good leader because David was David, right? He was a little boy. His brothers looked at him like, seriously, you're the one who's being anointed? And David wasn't a good leader because he was so smart and intellectual and handsome and wonderful. What was said about David? That he was a man after God's heart, right? And in 2 Samuel 5, that you read earlier, when they're anointing David king, they said, David, you will shepherd the people Israel, and you will become their leader, their ruler. That word shepherd, we've heard it before, right? But not from the mouth of God to David, but from David's mouth to God, Right? He said in Psalm 23 that God is my shepherd, and that's how David was a good leader. He was a man after God's own heart. He relied on God to lead him as he led others. And so you didn't hear that you're awesome and so you can lead well, right? You heard that Jesus is enough and that Jesus equips you to lead well, and leading well means acting like him, right? I'm going to pray, and then we'll leave. Jesus, thank you for your role in our lives, for being our great shepherd and our great leader. God, I pray that you would give us your eyes, and God, you would give us courage to be the leaders, to be the ones that go before people, to open doors, to wash their feet, to tell them about you. 
God, I pray that we wouldn't build up our own kingdoms. We wouldn't try to climb ladders of success for ourselves, but God, that we would be people who care more about your people than about our reputation. Give us a posture like you. And if you put us in positions of leadership and power, God, empower us to lead like you. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Now, before you leave, a great leader that I know, Jeff Montgomery, wanted me to remind you that, remember, on Saturday night, clocks are moving, right? So sleep all you can right now because you're going to lose an hour, okay? We love you guys, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.